the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Sometimes you say the boys are back in town, but today we say the bulls are back on the Wall Street. The bulls are back in town. The bulls are back in town. We've had, as my guest said, Patrick O'Hare, we've had Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas rolled into one nice market rally. And we're not even at Christmas yet. Um, More on Patrick O'Hare later. And you'll hear that quote directly from the cow's mouth. When I say cow, I'm talking bull. Uh, Microsoft got the strangest upgrade I've seen in a while, a $600 price target. But what's interesting about it, that's a three-year $600 price target. So saying basically stay in, knowing where it is now versus where it's going, you'll be okay, so says the analyst. It's a 60% increase over the next three years. That's not a bad number. That's not a bad number. Would I take 60% over three years? Hell yeah, I would. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. We have a mixed markets day, kind of a waiting market. It's a Fed day. What will they do? What will they not do? Merrill Lynch has a balanced portfolio will be paramount in 2024, while Wall Street firm uh, Merrill Lynch says they're anticipating choppy markets next year as the Federal Reserve attempts a soft landing. It expects stocks will continue to rise and even meaningfully rally in the latter part of the year. They think the next couple of months will bring a beginning of long rotation equities. It includes a move up in areas that have significantly lagged and areas that are well-placed for a more substantial rally. Essentially, the small caps and the medium caps and the international stocks have underperformed the large caps and the mega caps. I don't think that's exactly going out on a limb there. Speaking about limbs, feeling like your legs cut off if you own shares of Pfizer. Pfizer delivered guidance for the full year revenue that was softer than analysts expected. 10-year low. Stock's annual dividend yield rose to 6.3%. Whoa. Whoa. That's a big a big and kind of a dividend. I haven't looked at the cash flow, so I don't know if they're going to be able to pay it out. That's important. Cash flows, earnings, um, funds from operation, those are really key metrics. Um, earnings before interest, depreciation, taxation, and amortization. They're all super important depending on what type of stock you're looking at. I really like earnings and cash flow myself. I like stock buybacks. I like dividend increases. 6.1% tells me something's wrong at Pfizer. It's too high. Doesn't mean that they can't pay it, but a lot like AT&T, you know, when you get those high dividend yields, you tend to get underperformance in the equity. Um, maybe they should be taking some of that dividend and buying back shares to help increase earnings per share over the longer term. Uh, worst case scenario on Pfizer, it looks like, um, to me, a downside of 16 to 20. So it's not quite there. So now that's going back to 2010, though. 
Do I think they go back to 2010 levels? Tough to say. Tough to say. Let's keep moving forward, shall we? Apple's got a new weird security feature. It's introduced a iPhone security mode to protect against stolen passcodes. Essentially, if your phone gets stolen because someone's looking over your, your shoulder, they see that your passcode is 1199, which was my passcode for my voicemail back in the days where you would call your own phone uh, on a landline to get your voicemails. It was because my friend Tony and the brother Terry were twins. And uh, one of them would say, what's the password? And he'd be like, let's do 1111. And I want to be like, 99999. And if there was a knife on the table, they would stab each other over which one was the better uh, passcode. I always found that funniest when passcode was 1199. So anyway, Apple introduced this new security feature and it's rolling out of the new operating system where basically we'll take a look if your phone is not at your place, if it's not at your home place, not only will it ask for your passcode, but it'll ask for facial recognition. So if your face doesn't isn't recognized, it won't open and it won't let you change passwords and other things. It's an interesting thought, but sometimes we are away from our home and our work. And it's an added step that some people find annoying, I would imagine. I don't know. Um, I'm just guessing that's people, right? So some interesting stuff happening in grocery stores. Again, I don't invest in grocery stores, but I read research on everything. I try to be as smart as I can so I can bring to the table um, insight for you. I pledge if you listen, I'll work my butt off to get information. Um, Retail media. um, You're going to see more in grocery stores, more media advertising in-store media formats like radios or digital screens. Okay, okay, yeah. So Walmart's got what's called Walmart Radio. And you'll hear commercials for over an aisle 13. Chips Ahoy are on sale today. And Chips Ahoy just bought that radio spot. It's an interesting way of advertising, right? We've talked about it being on airplanes in the seat in front of you. Um, As Google and Apple have changed the way that they share information with advertisers or allowed you, the user, to protect your privacy, um, marketing's taking a hit. Advertising's taking a hit. Amazon's going to be grappling with grocery this year. They're still tinkering. They just announced a grocery subscription add-on for Prime. Free grocery deliveries on orders of $35 or more from Whole Foods and Amazon Fresh. Amazon plans to resume opening its Amazon Fresh grocery stores, which will feature improvements in selection stock. They can't quite get it right. But listen to this big statistic. In 2023, Amazon's grocery e-commerce sales hit $36.4 billion. Walmart's at $49.3 billion. Amazon's doing way better than I would have thought, right? Then there's a big merger between Kroger's and Albertsons, which basically gives them a footprint as big as Walmart. It'll be interesting to see if any of this shakes up the grocery business. Um, The number one most affordable place to retire in 24 where do you think it is? Is it is it Florida? No. As my Jamaican friends would say, no, 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 no. The 10 most affordable places to retire in the United States, and we'll go from number five down. Huntington, West Virginia. Who wants to live in Huntington, West Virginia, as the song goes? Who? 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 Brownsville, Texas. Couldn't find it on a map, map, map. Springfield, Missouri. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, not for me. Hickory, North Carolina. I wonder, if the, I wonder if Hickory smells like Hickory, right? Don't you, don't you kind of imagine? Well, wouldn't it be ironic if Hickory, North Carolina smelled like mesquite? Number one place to retire, most affordable places in the United States, Youngstown, Ohio. 
basically a flyover state. How do you feel about that? The average American only has $87,000 saved for retirement, which is close to the average salary, which is woefully unprepared. You should have 10 to 20 times your salary saved for your retirement nest egg. If you check out robblackshow.com, I've just updated a, a new piece. Um, you could subscribe to a YouTube channel called Rob Black Show, where I'm talking today with EP Wealth's Director of Portfolio Strategy, Adam Phillips, about current market conditions. I got to say, I look good. I got to say, he's a smart man and gives a lot of good insights. You can check it out at by going to YouTube and pump in the code Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. That'll get you to my YouTube channel and you'll see all my updates from TV, radio, and interviews with special guests like Adam Phillips from EP Wealth. Find it at Rob Black Show on YouTube channel. I'm Rob Black. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. So some holiday programming for you. I started working on a list of some of my favorite stocks. These include some mid-cap tech and some large tech, as well as how I buy them myself. It's going to be my final show probably of the year, probably debut sometime during the Christmas holiday. Christmas falls on the 25th this year on a Monday, so I will probably take off that whole week of 25 through 29. So I, my last show will probably be the 22nd, is my guess at this point in time. Um, I don't usually take whole weeks off, but this time um, I must, unfortunately. Um, in the last three or four years, I have almost prided myself on kind of busting up my vacations and pre-recording some stuff or doing some live stuff. And this year, I just it's not in the plans. So anyhow, and anyway, I will do some best ofs on the 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, including that stock show. Um, so make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You can get the podcast anywhere you get podcasts, whether it be um, Amazon or Apple, Spotify or YouTube. Plus, I post all my shows on YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Netflix did a kind of a big baller move, so to speak. Um, it's a power move. It's kind of like if you own the basketball courts, you basically say, I can slam on you. So they released 18,000 titles and showed all the 100 billion plus viewing hours. They showed the most watched shows of the, uh, and movies for the first half of this year. I don't really care how many people watch Bridgerton or The Night Agent. That's not my, my angle. To me, this is about attracting ad dollars and turning up heat on other streamers. Uh, particularly Disney. I like that move. I think that's, uh, Saranda says it's not because of the strike. I don't believe him, but I, I do think one of the benefits is for advertisers to see what they're getting. Um, streaming has this unique ability, unlike Nielsen ratings, where they can say exactly how many people are watching, exactly how many hours, and exactly how long they stay with the show. So advertisers can pay a premium to be brought into the first half of the show versus the second half, if that makes sense. Student debt relief talks are ending bitterly. Uh, Education Department representatives left the door open for extending talks about President Joe Biden's alternative student loan relief plan, but didn't explicitly commit to it. 
The Federal Reserve is meeting today and is expected to leave interest rates unchanged. Happy birthday, Taylor Swift. I'm so tired of Taylor Swift. I almost wanted to get married to Travis Kelsey so we could keep talking about her and make me more and more frustrated. And then I kind of expected uh, the new album after the marriage to uh, totally break them up and destroy, but hit number one in the charts. Uh, documenting her divorce album number one. I'm only kidding. I wish the best for people. I'm no longer 25 years old. I no longer have a chip on my shoulder. Um, anyhow, and anyway, let's keep moving forward. Um, I, I talked with a man yesterday. He was a doctor, really smart man and eloquent and just all that in a bucket of chicken and Ultimately, we were talking about working with a financial planner and what he can get out of it. And he's a little concerned about the, you know, I'm pretty good at picking my own stocks, even though he's not really good at picking his own stocks. He's made a mistake or two, which is unfortunate because you're talking about lots and lots of money. But I really like the guy and he's he's incredibly personable. And I, I think that's worth a lot. And he asked, like, what can you do? to help me, you know, what, what could a financial planner do? And I said, well, investment management is part of it. So now you're going to get access to alternative investments like private equity, private real estate, private debt. You can get someone watching your stuff. So you don't have to feel like, Oh, I'm on vacation. What happened with the stock I recently bought? Um, a lot of people don't necessarily see the value of investment management because index investing is so cheap and I get it. But with financial planner and you're worth in his case, well over $4 million. You get estate planning. He's got a kid. He's got a girlfriend. That's where it gets kind of interesting with a girlfriend because you start thinking prenup. You start thinking about a kid over $4 million. He's got next generation planning where he can be able to give money to his kid that sets his kid up for life. Um, one kid, solo kid, lucky kid having a dad who, you know, uh, did all the right things in life. Um, He's going to have some charitable gifting strategies with the state planning where he's able to save taxes. Um, he needs to review his foundational estate documents and get some recommendations on does he have the right medical directive and um, long-term care plans. Um, tax planning is a big one. Look for opportunities in tax loss harvesting, tax projections every year, tax preparation for free for federal and state uh, Roth conversion strategy and impact of Medicare premiums. Medicare premiums affect how much you're able to get in Social Security. Weird. Then you get risk management when you hire a CFP, which is going to look at your, your long-term care planning. Um, I have a friend that she announced yesterday that her, her mother is going to go into hospice after being in long-term care for about a year, year and a half. You probably need up to three years of long-term care. Not much more. Uh, historically speaking, not much more. Um, long-term care can run you a hundred thousand, 125,000 a year as it is in her case. And it's bleeding her inheritance dry because her father left her money with the conditions. You must take care of your mother with this money first and foremost. I think that was a bit of a jerk move by the dad. Um, life insurance. I used to have life insurance. I've let it all go except for a policy that expires at 60. I only do term life insurance. I never do whole life. I never do variable life. Other things a financial planner can do. In this case, I was talking to a man yesterday. He's got a son who's younger, but he could do high school planning as well as 
college planning uh, through 529s, through College Aid Pro with client portal access. Um, you get employee benefit reviews. What do your 401k options look like? What if you're in a, a, a shared plan, a profit shared plan? You get real estate analysis. Is your rental worth it or not to keep with tax projections? You get retirement planning. You get a personal financial website, which shows you projections on your Monte Carlo scenarios for the next 5, 10, 15 years. Will you end with $300 million or will you end with nothing or something in between? You can find out more about needing a CFP. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. It's a wait and see kind of day on the FOMC decision. I believe that comes out in a couple of hours, a few hours, um, 11 o'clock Pacific time. Um, It gives us a lot of insight into the Fed. It's a decision day, so action could be taken, though it's not expected. But it also gives us a chance to hear Jerome Powell in a press conference. And that's probably where we're going to get a lot of our, our juiciest details today on what the plans are for 2024. Wall Street will react to this news is my assumption. Elsewhere today, we're also seeing relative strength in mega cap stocks, which is kind of interesting. It's almost like she loves me, she loves me not. Um, Some days we're seeing a broadening of the rally. Some days we're seeing a focus on the mega tech stocks. And treasury yields have moved lower, acting as support for stocks today. Joining me now, one, the only briefing.com, Patrick O'Hare, to talk about this and much, much more. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Good morning, Rob. I'm doing just fine. Thanks. Nice to be back with you. It's always good to have you. Years winding down. I probably will squeeze one more segment out of you for the year. Um, I won't ask for any predictions for 2024, but you always seem to give us a little good, a bit of guidance here and there. Uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, any surprises in stock for today or not expected much? Well, this is a pretty well-telegraphed um Meeting, I think uh, market obviously you know doesn't expect any any move in the target range for the Fed funds rate, and a lot of the previews all point to the idea that uh, he's likely to kind of emphasize the point that um, you know trying to tamp down the market's rate cut expectations a bit, um, which is understandable, um, and so. Uh, I think the element of surprise here could be, you know, right now because how far the market's come in such a short amount of time, a lot of uh, people out there, a lot of chatter out there that the market's, you know, due for a pullback. Uh, And then, you know, let's just say we get a more hawkish sounding Fed chair pal. Um, The surprise would be if the market does not pull back in the face of, you know, a more hawkish sounding Fed chair pal. Um, So, you know, I think that... uh, Really, that the market's kind of trading with this notion that it knows better than the Fed, um, okay. and so there's this potential. I think that even if Mr. Powell sounds hawkish and goes out of his way to try and tamp down those rate cut expectations, the market could potentially just trade right through it uh, on the belief that the Fed's going to ultimately come around to its way of thinking as 2024 unfolds. I had a difficult time. Understanding the CPI yesterday because it looked like on one hand it was great on a year over year number, and on the other hand, it was still 4% year over year unchanged on the core CPI. Which of those two should I believe in? The 3.1% number 
um, on a year over year or the 4%, which is more important to us? Well, the, the core number is the more important number. It's what the Fed has said that it focuses on. Now, the Fed's preferred inflation gauge is, is the core PCE price index. And part of the reason for that is that the, the, the PCE price index allows for the substitution effect, which is to say that uh, it accounts for potential shifts in consumer purchasing behavior. So if, say, if meat gets really expensive, maybe they buy less expensive chicken. Uh, CPI is kind of more of a fixed basket of goods. Um, but uh, you know, food and energy are notoriously volatile uh, commodities that the Fed doesn't really have any control over. And uh, Fed Chair Powell said multiple times that really they think uh, that you know core is the number that they aim to control through their policy actions. And so, um, so that's why you know yesterday when we saw that core CPI number kind of be quote sticky at four percent, you know, unchanged from October. Uh, it made us think anyway that it was the type of number that would uh, have the Fed in this uh, continue in this mode of just staying higher for longer here and and not uh, and you know not really entertaining the idea of a rate cut anytime soon. Well, with that said, we seem to be in a little bit of a Santa Claus rally, a ho 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 rally. Um, <laughs> typically, it doesn't get started until about the twenty third or twenty fifth of the month. But we've been in rally mode, and it's been sometimes broad-based, and sometimes it's been focused on the mega-cap stocks, as I mentioned. Um, what do you make of the recent rally? Is, is it overachieving, um, or is it set up for a nice 2024? Yeah. Well, we've rolled a, a Halloween rally, a Thanksgiving rally, and a Santa Claus rally nice. <laughs> all into one here. Um, you know, this began in late October. And it's kind of been really just, you know, uh, straight up. You know, it's been a parabolic move here. You can see it in the stock charts. A lot of it's driven by the, uh, well, a good chunk of it initially anyway was driven by short covering activity. You know, that kind of fear of missing out on the move uh, that squeezed people in from the sidelines. Um, and uh, But that was all wrapped around this thinking that the Fed's done raising rates. And we know that the stock market loves the idea of, you know, the Fed – uh, going from foe to friend, um, and it's willing because the, the Fed has been so unfriendly uh, for a while now. It's willing to accept just kind of doing nothing here in standing pat, but really is ex- energized by the idea that <clears throat> the Fed will get more friendlier in 2024 with its, you know, with some rate cut actions. Um, you know, we probably have uh, pulled forward quite a you know, a, a good chunk um, of what we might have seen maybe in the early part of 2024, but you can't underestimate momentum. Overbought markets can remain overbought, you know, a lot longer than people expect, just as oversold markets can remain oversold. And right now you have a market where uh, it's buying into the into the notion that the trend is your friend until it isn't. And, uh, and it hasn't really been unnerved by economic data that would suggest that there's, you know, a hard landing coming, you know, pretty soon here. Um, And I think one of the key linchpins there is the labor market. Yes, there are signs of softening, but you still have continued labor growth. You have an unemployment rate near a 54-year low. You have initial jobless claims that are running, you know, comfortably low, you know, in the where we were seeing, you know, pre-pandemic days. Um, And you know, from our vantage point, uh, you have to take that as a good thing. Initial claims are a leading indicator, but uh, consumers who are employed are consumers who spend money, and uh, and have continued to see ongoing 
uh, kind of an ongoing solid uh, you know, framework there in the, in the labor market, you can continue to embrace the idea that the market or, or that the economy will have more of a soft landing, if, if any landing at all, uh, here. And so that's why it's so important to watch labor market trends here as we move through 2024. I just saw a report hit, and so you probably don't have the data yet, but developing nations spent a record $443 billion on public debt in 2022. Now, developing nations, obviously not established nations. These are the poorest nations in the world. What do you think about worldwide debt by governments? Um, it seems alarming, and it seems like with the higher interest rates, it's going to be problematic. Is it? Well, it will become it will be problematic, certainly, if we don't get the kind of a favorable economic outcome everyone's or most people are predicting anyway you know okay. uh, because if you get a recession type scenario and one that is you know maybe a little deeper than people think it could be um, you know your tax receipts are going to are going to go down and um, and you're going to see the treasury in a condition of needing to issue you know more debt it's interesting you know the uh, treasury budget report for November which was out yesterday uh, showed that the net interest outlay in November was actually higher than our, our outlay for national defense. Uh, the $72 billion versus $70 billion for national defense. And so just an interesting little aside there, but uh, it, it reflects kind of, you know, the challenges that the government faces with interest rates remaining high. Now, I say that knowing that interest rates have come down here um, uh, markedly since the end of October, but I think we're going to have to continue to wrestle with this idea of the deficit and the increased debt issuance to uh, to keep funding that deficit. So, um, you know, that could become that headwind that kind of keeps uh, the uh, ongoing improvement uh, in treasury yields in check here, particularly if we, you know, see an economic slowdown that's more pronounced than people think it will be. With all that out there, is there anything you want to chime in on? We've got about a minute, minute and a half. Well, you know, you said at the top of the interview you weren't going to ask me for a prediction, and I'm glad you went. <laughs> you know, I actually loathe making any type of, like, price target predictions like most pundits do this time of year. Yep. Um, recently updated our market view, though, and, and just really kind of emphasized the point that 2024, you know, strikes us a year of where, you know, balance is going to be important and kind of going back to that traditional 60-40 type portfolio uh, with an emphasis on higher quality names on both sides of the equation there. Uh, and then also looking more to play the S&P 500, if that's what an investor is inclined to do from an equal weighted perspective as opposed to a market cap weighted perspective. It'll be a very interesting 2024, and we're lucky to have you with us. We'll talk to you next week, and then we'll probably take off for the holidays, I'm assuming. Thanks very much. I'm Rob Black, talking with Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. You can find him online at Briefing.com. It's a reliable source of domestic and international news that you could use. I start my day every day with page one. I end my week with another uh, article that he writes, uh, The Big Picture. So the big picture is obviously what it sounds like, whereas the... Um, the dailies are what exactly they sound like. So page one is a daily big picture is the end of the week. It's fed rate watch day. Will the fed do anything or not? Um, the fed fund futures market has four cuts priced in for the end of 2024. We'll probably get an update on the dot plot today. We'll get a lot from Jerome Powell. The markets will respond. Can it carry the rally on? Or is it a rally killer? You can find out more. 
by tuning into the Federal Reserve today and uh, learn a little bit as the markets unfold. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can find briefing at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. This interview featured on the Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at robblack.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I will have a Pints and Portfolio coming up January 20th, early in January. I believe that is a Saturday. It'll be uh, officially announced on my webpage shortly. It'll be 11 11.30 to 2 o'clock event, Pints and Portfolio, where we sit down and talk about portfolios. We sit down and talk about long-term financial planning. It's ideal for people with $500,000 more who have like really good questions um, on the portfolios and where they're going on estate planning, on trusts, on tax efficiency, on conversions. I bring a CFP with me. So it's a free chance to get access to good financial advice. Dow Jones records third highest close in history after inflation report yesterday. Today is Fed Day. Um, unfortunately, the show is wrapped up by uh, way before the time that the Fed announces their decision. So we'll have to hit on that tomorrow. Amazon stock cheered as 2024 top pick even after 75% jump this year. I think Amazon is the third big AI play that we're going to see after NVIDIA and Microsoft. And I do agree with this analysis that 2024 will be good to Amazon. I own shares of Amazon. I see a price target in the 200s by many analysts. Of course, consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. The average American is not saving enough for retirement. This is problematic. The average retirement savings for American households is $87,000. That's barely higher than the average American household's annual income. So if you have one year of income, it's not enough. You need 10 to 20 times. So I'm saying at least $2 million if you're pulling in $85,000. How can you fix that? Well, you can get more aggressive with your portfolio, but with aggressive comes risks and with risk comes underperformance. Um, so yeah, I do look at not penny stocks for speculations, but I look at by speculations as NVIDIA. It's had a great year this year, but I think they've only had two quarters of greatness. I think they've got another four to go, two with easy compares, two with tougher compares. Then I'm going to have to re-rate things after that. But do I think uh, NVIDIA can get above 500? I do in 2024. Um, I would be cautious because there's a lot of names like Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Meta, Alphabet, Tesla, NVIDIA that you probably already have if you have an S&P 500 fund in your 401k, your 403b. So you may be overloading on risk assets that have already appreciated. I'm not against it. I'm just saying you got to be careful about it. JP Morgan today maintained a buy rating on Google, also known as Alphabet. They lifted their price target to 160 from 150. They're citing increasing profit margins and advances in the new Gemini Ultra Artificial Intelligence product as reasons to expect bigger gains in stock price. Google's scene uh, has been seen as possibly falling behind on generative AI after Microsoft integrated ChatGPT with its search engine being earlier this year. I was a little distraught about Gemini's, uh, how shall we say, the um, the demo. It was altered and faked to make it look better than it was. How is that not a legal issue for the SEC getting involved with Google? 
publicly traded company manipulating uh it's it's as if showing like a driving car that could fly, but then it's edited to make it look like it flies and it can't fly. I don't like that. I don't like this editing. So I own shares of Alphabet, and here I am talking about you know the SEC should get involved and shut this kind of crap down. But I do believe in protecting you. Um, there's one company out there that makes batteries for electric vehicles that has this crazy claim about how great their batteries are. And yet that never comes to fruition. I've had these crazy claims for like five years now. That bothers me. It bothers me a lot. Tesla has a huge recall basically of every vehicle they've ever made over 2 million vehicles because of control issues with its driver's assistant, assistant system autopilot. Um, Again, how is that not fraud? It, it's not autopilot in any way, shape, or form. You think of autopilot as turn the key and you get to your destination. This is a white-knuckle experience driving a Tesla with autopilot on. If you're on the highway and, for instance, there's a, a big on-ramp and he's merging into your lane, it's big on-ramp. So he's coming from, the you know, uh, like a McDonald's. He's getting back on the highway. You're already on the highway. For some reason, you're driving in the far right lane and it's scary as hell when a big wide lane becomes a smaller lane because the Tesla sees the big wide lane and tries to get in the middle of it. So it's trying to edge over to where the guy is getting on the freeway and the guy on the freeway is trying to edge over to get where you are. It's a white knuckler. It's a white knuckler. Southwest Airlines lower today. They said they're targeting year over year growth of a low to mid digit single digit percentage in available seat miles beyond 2024. It previously had targeted annual mid single digit percentage growth so mid single digit now it's low to mid single roblox higher today and again i don't own southwest airlines i'll fly southwest airlines but I'll, i won't cross that it's just not my thing airlines are really not my thing take two interactive um it's going to be added to the nasdaq 100 index not quite as prestigious as being added to the s&p 500 but it helps um, some people have the NASDAQ 100 in their 401k and they check that box and 5% or 10% or whatever allocation they put towards uh, their 401k into it automatically goes in. And now a company like Take-Two will be automatically added to your portfolio as part of an index. Roblox is a big winner today. Wells Fargo initiated coverage on the shares of the video game platform with an overweight and a price target of 49. That's one of those mid-cap tech companies that could do well in 2024 as we broaden our focus away from just the seven mega-cap stocks and we start looking at some of the other names out there. For the record, I think the next trillion-dollar company should be Salesforce.com. I could be wrong on that, but I'm not counting on them being aggressive to get there. Um, total Brook of Ours, which I don't know if ever mentioned the show. Um, Adobe is in the news, the maker of Photoshop and other popular media creation tools. Um, earnings expected out today after the bell. I've always liked Adobe and I've never bought Adobe. I hate that. It's almost regret. Um, analysts out today saying Microsoft has a $600 price target. Whoa, that's a big number. Um, considering it's at 374 today. Interesting, no? You can always find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in January, January 20th. Links in portfolio. You can learn more about it at robblackshow.com. It's going to be in the South Bay this time. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.